And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, man, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. And and with that, uh, and before we even talk about that, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Matt, today's the day. We are going to talk about some of the top startups in our hometown, Kansas City. And I know, exciting, man, exciting. And it's exciting because so many, you know, we've got 13 companies we're going to talk about today. Uh, There were more. This could have been a longer list. I had to narrow it down, which means you you trim a couple people off and maybe in next year's edition. Now, while we're shining a spotlight on Kansas City, which I feel we do on most days here on Startup Hustle, uh, we are taking this on the road, brother. Or do you have your bags packed? I'm ready to go. Wait, can we travel now? Well, we can virtually because we're okay, going to be, right. yeah, yeah. We're going to be spotlighting some of the top startups. Uh, we're going to pick a new city every month. So we got to start with our own hometown because, well, I mean, we got to. And then, and then next month, we're going to try in June, we're going to travel across the, the state of Missouri and we're going to hang out in St. Louis. And we're going to talk about what some of the top companies there are. Now, um, a few things about this. Uh, the Kansas City version is a little different because, well, Matt, we own some businesses here ourselves, right? Like we full do. scale. And, and, and what's that company you're the CEO of? Stackify. Stackify and, and Gigabook and some other stuff. And, and well, out of fairness, we are disqualifying full scale, which might be one might be the fastest growing company in town. Stackify, which was in the Inc. 500 and Gigabook, which is Gigabook and does its thing. But we wanted to be fair to the participants. Now, with that, though, we have invested in a couple. It was good. We've been full scale and you and I have done some investments uh, over the last year. Uh, so there are a few of those. It was kind of hard to avoid that. Now, a couple things about the top Kansas City startups list. These are not listed in order. We are not ranking any of these. We are. Uh, so just because you're first or last on today's mentioned, sorry, doesn't mean you're first or last. We're kind of in that boat that parents are in where they say, I love all my children equally. Um, now the reason for that ranking is, well, a, I'm, I don't see the point of it. Um, and I just don't think we can rank startups that work across such a wide variety of industries. So are you okay with being disqualified at, at Yeah. Yeah, Okay. All right. So it is what it is, but you know, you ready to get started? I'm ready. Okay, do you want to go first or should I go first? Should we also point out that we picked companies that we thought were were still, 
you know, on a positive trajectory for the current pandemic. True. True. So and we, 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 did, we went yeah. through the list and they're like, hey, this was a cool, a really cool company like four months ago. And now they are screwed. So they are not on our list anymore. <laughs> I don't know if we phrased it exactly like that. But, yeah. But there were winners and losers. And we yes. did take it. We did take into consideration the current situation. I think it's easy to ask, like, what was the criteria? Um, you know, that that was something I struggled with because, well, if Uber which is publicly traded now is still considered a startup. How do I exclude someone based on age or funding or anything like that? Now, you know, with that, we did try to find companies that are still what we'll call earlier stage. I mean, they're clearly not publicly traded. I was looking for people that had, Oh, really less than a hundred employees, max, um, probably less than 50. And I, and I really wanted to see companies that had less than 10 million in funding. I know that sounds like a shitload of money, but on some days it's not. So, um, well, anyway, what can, do you want to go first? Uh, you go first. You're familiar with this company. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Isn't that how you did it last time when we were doing some list of, oh, we were doing the reason startups fail. So that sounds ominous. All right. So first on our list, this is a company that I think has flown well below the, the radar here in Kansas city, high school esports. Um, you can, and by the way, we're going to put the links to all these companies in the show notes. So if you want to learn more about them and check them out, get interactive, just scroll down and click. So high school esports, they have been on the startup hustle podcast before they work in the esports industry and they, they provide, uh, league software for around just under 2000 high schools across the United States. Um, really killing it. And once again, we've had them on the podcast. Uh, you will, you can find a corresponding blog article at the fullscale.io blog that'll give you more information, but these, these guys are really killing it. Great guys. Um, the esports, well, they didn't cancel esports. Nope. It's still popping. So, you know, with that, uh, you know, they, they do a whole lot of different stuff. Uh, they have some other platforms coming out, but overall a first spot of Kansas city's top startups, high school esports. Yep. Number, number two, and I'll leave that up to you. Yeah. Healthy hip hop. And so th this is a, a really cool company that, you know, is, is trying to get, bring hip hop to kids and in education. And, and as somebody with, with little kids that, uh, love to sing and dance, you know, I think this is, uh, really cool what they're trying to do. Yeah. And this is so founder Roy Scott, and this is a company that we have made a sizable investment in. Um, this is actually e-learning and ed tech. Uh, what healthy hip hop does is a content delivery network to, well, it could go into schools. It could go between parents and kids and it's a healthy brand of hip hop, meaning it's, it's focused on the positive stuff. Now, uh, Roy has recently been on the Startup Hustle podcast. He's graduating from Techstars Atlanta. Um, there are too many accolades to mention. Uh, Roy has, if Roy was a Boy Scout, his sash would be full of badges. I mean, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, spot number two, Healthy Hip Hop. And you can find them at healthy.hip hip hop. Hip hop. Say that three times in a row, Matt. Healthy Hip Hop, Healthy Hip Hop, Healthy Hip Hop, Healthy Hip Hop. I think you were supposed to put a dot in it, but that's okay. Oh, all, right. all right. So next on the list. Now, some of this company's stuff is still in quote stealth mode, according to the founder, but 
Spot three, Tesseract Ventures. Now, if you have ever been in Kansas City and you've met their founder, John Bucard, you'd know it. John is an interesting dude. He has a long history of doing a lot of stuff. He's been a toy inventor. He's worked with Stan Lee at Marvel. Uh, Tesseract does a whole lot of different stuff. They It starts with what they call experiential entertainment. Now, John recently stopped by my house for a socially distanced meeting and brought my kids some toys that he invented called Nanables. And these Nanables have an interactive app that goes with them. And the best way John would describe it is when you watch a YouTube video, that's a linear path. Imagine being able to stop that video and walk into walk into that experience, right. look around, look right, look left. Now, part of what's in stealth mode with these guys is they've got some really, really cool robotic stuff in the works. Um, I'm not going to get too far into that because that's more about the, for them to talk about than us. But they are primed and ready to do some really cool stuff. Spot three, Tesseract Ventures. All right, dude. Open the envelope, Matt. Open the All envelope. right. Next one up on the list, who's probably doing really good right now, um, is Dynamic Logistics. You know, anything in the supply chain management, shipping, all that stuff is uh, probably even more important than ever these days as, uh, you know, so much stuff is being shipped directly to people's houses. So these guys had a, I think, solved a cool problem, which just had to do with optimizing, you know, delivery and routes and um and different stuff for moving, moving freight around. So it's really cool stuff. So we have the CEO and managing partner who's also a former fraternity brother of mine, Jeff Oslander on the podcast. And Matt, you were, you were enamored with the boringness of the project of their product. Um, you said multiple times, this is boring and straightforward. And I love stuff like that. Why do you like boring stuff, Matt? Well, so often entrepreneurs try to solve these crazy, sexy, flashy problems or whatever, right? But, you know, Jeff and, and his company here is just solving a, you know, a problem that nobody knows about, but it's just a basic, you know, boring problem. Like, how do we move freight and, you know, ship stuff from one place to another and improve how we do that? Like, it's it's not sexy, but it's a problem that needs to be solved. And yeah, there's a lot of money in it, too billions of dollars actually trillions of dollars right yeah and i was gonna shipping. say yeah yeah the 2021 projections for the logistics industry 3.2 trillion dollar industry and you can go back and check out the the shipping logistics podcast and you know once again there is a blog article at fullscale.io about all this, where we're going to give you a lot of links. We'll give you links to the past podcasts. We'll give you links to their websites, all different kinds of stuff, some expanded info. Now, some of the stuff with dynamic logistics, that was one that you, we talked in the beginning about companies that, okay, this made it onto the list without a doubt after the COVID stuff, because our supply chain has been taxed and can you get me toilet paper faster? Right. Yep. And, you know, that that whole uh, that whole side of things now with that uh, shipping logistics has has won the best place to work in Kansas City in the past and has been named by Ingrams as one of their fa uh, the city's fastest growing companies. So congratulations, Jeff and shipping logistics. All right. Next on the list. I wish I had some paper to tear. So it sounded like I was opening it, uh, uh, an envelope. OK. Scholar. 
So what is Scholar? Now, Scholar is pet tech. And uh, this is really cool. I let, you know, Lisa Tamayo has been on the podcast and we have talked about not only pet tech, but the slight pivot that they've taken and some other stuff. You know, the pet industry is a $4.5 billion industry. It's projected to be a $20 billion industry by 2025. And Scholar has created an IoT-based collar that uh, is op- has an open source platform that allows other types of industry to build around it. So it could be used for cattle, cats, dogs, uh, maybe even uh, a stray husband. You know, but yeah, you know, there you go. <laughs> so overall, you know, they, they've raised $1.4 million for this. And, and I, and a really, I think have some really cool stuff. Now, one of the things that I love about this company is Lisa moved it here from Silicon Valley, came back to KC. Cheaper to work here, yeah. cheaper to live, cheaper to do stuff. So welcome back to Kansas City, Scholar and Lisa Tamayo. What was that? The number five spot? Well, we're not ranking them, so I know, but that was the fifth on the list. Yeah, and once yep, again, yep. not ranked. Okay, you're next, Matt. You're next. I'm on the edge of my seat. What do you got? Yeah. So the next one is it's pronounced Sidaris, right? Correct. Yeah. So you know, I think they partnered with Fish Tech, right? Correct. So. You know, th- this is a company that's doing a lot in security, and I-, I think they would probably describe it as kind of managed services, uh, security related. So, say something like Stackify, we're like, eh, we need help with security. We don't know how to secure our stuff. How do we make sure people aren't hacking into our stuff? We would go to somebody like Sedaris and say, hey, we need some help. Um, how do we monitor this stuff? You know, implement the right policies and procedures. And, you know, security is a big thing. And, you know, I've heard before you should spend, you know, seven to 10% of your IT budget every month on security. And I would bet these guys are trying to get that seven to 10%. So they're, they're doing a much needed service. Yeah. And, you know, we've had Eric Foster, the president of Sedaris on the show. He's been, and and thanks for the support. He's been a big supporter of startup hustle. I think this is a really exciting company to have here in Kansas city. They're doing some, uh, some complex stuff. Uh, You know, Right now, the the cybersecurity industry, 173 billion. That's crazy, dude. That's a lot. Projected to be up to 270 billion by 2026. So, yeah, and that's a and that's one of the newer companies on the list that founded in 2017. So they're really uh, making a, making a lot of a lot of progress there. So, okay, next. And the award goes to Bottle Learning. Clarence Tan and Edna Martinson, congratulations. You've made Kansas one of Can- the Startup Hustle top KC startups list. Now, this is e-learning. Um, I think all of the e-learning, you look at Healthy Hip Hop and Bottle. Uh, okay, uh, EdTech has... Uh, some people, investors, weren't super thrilled about EdTech. They love it now. They love it now. We have a changing landscape of online uh, learning. Now, Clarence has been on the podcast before. Uh, He is an awesome, awesome founder. Glad to have you here in Kansas City. They have won the AT&T Aspire Investment Award. They're an AWS EdStart member. They make learning apps and games. And it was really fun and interesting to sit down with Clarence because what did he tell us that he had built like 65 or he built a whole lot of games 
before they actually built one that yeah. was like really commercially viable. He's like, yeah. hey, just keep building them and see who plays them and different stuff. And it was, I mean, it was a, it was a great, that was a great episode and we learned a lot. So, well, I think, that, what, I think, I think the team was building apps for other people, right? Like that they had a job building apps mm-hmm. and then decided, you know what, why don't yeah. we start our own company and build some apps and start our own business. Yeah, and I think he talked about uh, uh, they were building like English learning apps for the Colombian government or just something, something interesting. Yeah, I can't remember. Okay, next on the list. Um, Bellwether. So they they just came out of one of the local accelerators here, right? So they were in TechStars, Kansas City. Um, possibly, weren't they? So they were one of the local uh, accelerators um, and, you know, they do a lot of stuff with machine learning, solving, um, uh, you know, really, you know, big problems that companies have. So they're really focused on uh, customer retention. So, for example, somebody like AT&T, they're, you know, they're who has millions of customers, they're trying to mine through their, their data around, you know, when customers call and support issues and how much money they spend and all these things. I'm trying to identify patterns for these, you know, big companies of, you know, which customers are likely to cancel all that sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, for any of us that have a, a, a business, we know customer retention is huge. So, you know, they, they decided to use machine learning to, I think, primarily solve that problem, which, which is a really important problem. Yeah, we've had Matt Moody, the founder and CEO of Bellwether, on the podcast before, and you know they, he's he's an expert on in, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning, mm-hmm. um, it, and had an interesting story. He was originally a soft uh, a soda pop. Uh, he had a he had a soda startup. I, really? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he was yes. selling it something. He had some, you know, and uh, to go from that into something else. But Matt's a super interesting guy. He's uh, uh, received, they've received other awards and, and, and investment here locally. Um, I love what they do. And it's like you said, they're in the business of client retention. So they use machine learning and, art and AI to try to uh, understand the patterns that uh, anybody that has a subscription base and like anything from your cell phone to yeah. your SaaS product, yep. uh, like what are the, what are, what's the approach pattern to a cancel yep. and try to help you be proactive. I think, you know, you talk about problems worth solving. Yeah, that's one of them. Um, and I think that's a challenge. If you think about what the lifetime value of anything from a, a cell phone customer to a credit card yeah. user or any of that is, I mean, that's, I mean, that's uh, trying to get people to, to stick around for that. You know, Matt is, I think one of Kansas city's uh, bright founders and he is really uh, uh, someone that I enjoy hanging out with and, and talking to. Yep. Okay. Next. Is it me or you? Uh yeah. I'll go next. Sure. So, you know, backstitch is the next one on the list here. And Jordan is the, uh, is, is one of the, co- the co-founder and CEO. And, and this is a company that's been around for a little while now, since 2012. And, you know, they're, if I remember right, their focus is really about communications to the employees. Right. And, you know, in a time of coronavirus, this might be one of the most important things that companies are actually looking for, right? How do we get policies, procedures, communication, telling our employees about when we're going to reopen the office, like all this sort of crap that's going on right now. 
a tool, a platform like Backstitch might be a really hot commodity right now. So I, I bet these guys are doing really good. Yeah, and this is a husband and wife uh, co-founded team, uh, Jordan and Stephanie Warzeka. And you talk about, uh, you know, some changes in situations and, and whatever, much like we see here uh, with the with the coronavirus stuff, uh, it, pr- it pushed and projected a lot of technology and different types of platforms into the spotlight. You know, that that this is one of them and their platform, it, it's kind of what we'll say, like an HR based tool. Yeah. And if you talk about like, you know, for example, we have a couple hundred employees at full scale. And if we want to talk to all of them, we have to either email in bulk or we use Slack. And some of that is, you know, and that can be effective for some of the stuff that we do, but it's not always the right answer. Cause I don't know who sees those messages, who opened the email, who understood them and stuff like that. So they, well, help, they help. part of what they're trying to solve though, is, is think about these companies that have a lot of employees that don't sit in front of a computer all day. Correct. Maybe yeah. don't even necessarily have email. Let's say you're a construction company and you have 5,000 employees. How do you communicate with them? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you need an app for, for their phone or text messaging, like different ways to push, you know, HR messages to them. So, you know, everybody, not everybody is uh, as digitally connected as, you know, some companies are. So think about retail and restaurants and a lot of different industries. Education, where, teachers. Yeah. How do you how do you message all these people? You have thousands of employees to communicate with. So I think it's a cool problem they're trying to solve. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I've, uh, I've, we've had, uh, Jordan and Stephanie out. They think they came to a basketball game at the full scale suite with us. Just a really, really cool husband and wife combo. Not everybody can work with their spouse. No, they do it well. So, yeah. That's uh, hard. Yeah. So, Hey Matt, before I mention, well, once again, today's episode of startup hustle is brought to you by fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. But before we give the next before we announce the next company, I have a pop quiz for you. Ooh. Do you remember what an exosome is? I do. I do. <laughs> what is an exosome? Uh, no cheating. I, no cheating. It, it's basically what can transport something from one cell to another within our bodies. Hold up your right hand and tell me you didn't just read that off something. No, no, I knew. I remembered. Oh, and look at the big brain on Matt. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of big brains, uh, the next company we have on here is is Clara Biotech. And, you know, we've had Jim West on the podcast before talking about exosomes. And I, I dude, I would have failed the quiz. Um, it's super, if you would have asked me that stuff. Super if cool. You would have asked me that question. I would have said, hang on, let me call, let me call, uh, let me call Jim. Uh, dude is passionate about biotechnology. Now, this was this was one that as we were discussing the the top startups, this was about the first thing that came out of your mouth, Matt. You were like, "Where? Who's our, who's our exosomes guy?" Yeah, and because you know these these all right. So yesterday, and we're and I don't well recently. Um, you know, some news came out about uh, progress on creating a COVID-19 vaccine. And it was from a company that uses very advanced DNA mapping and stuff like that. Look, this biotechnology 
stuff is the way of the future. Meaning like you look at the, okay, we got to get this out fast. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we have to have, we have to support and grow and have companies that are doing things that are on, on the cutting edge. And, you know, Clara Biotech has is on that list. I, I'm proud to have them around. They're actually in Lawrence, Kansas, but okay. I see Jim in Kansas City all the time. And that's mainly just because you have KU, uh, yeah. you know, KU up there. So now, you know, they have the National Cancer Institute, uh, SBR uh, Development Center funded, and it done a whole lot of different stuff. But they are, and what was near and dear to me is that some of the stuff they're working on are Alzheimer's. Yeah. Uh, disease. And my mom has been affected by that. And I understand like, so, it, you know, it, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings a little bit, but very, very proud of what they're doing. So, well, and they're, okay. they're one of the companies that, so they, so Clarotech themselves doesn't actually, you know, they're not trying to cure cancer or Alzheimer's or coronavirus themselves, but they've, you know, they've built this way to separate the exosomes in your blood and then you know, then other people can use that to try and build the treatments, right? And so they're kind of the tool or the platform. Um, but I imagine there are several different companies out there that are using, you know, this platform to work on therapies for coronavirus and other things. And so that would be a huge success and, and really big deal if, you know, that ends up being used for those treatments. That would be a huge home run for uh, for all of us, but also for, you know, Clara and solving coronavirus and other issues so i mean the problem that i'm still trying to solve is how to remember what an exosome is <laughs> um i i bet better better done by people smarter than smarter than matt yep it's really cool stuff okay we've got another envelope i think it's up to you all right so next one on the list is wicket and so the the founder's name is is Tim Pryor, local entrepreneur here in Kansas City, who's who's done some great things in the past. And you know he set out to create an online bank. You know he's there's these uh, neo banks that are you know s some of the competitors that people have heard of are SoFi and Chime and um, some other uh, types of online banks, hundred percent online banks. And you know no, he's known as a, ne a neo bank. Neo bank. Yep. So. You know, he's betting on being one of those those neo banks that are, you know, trying to put these brick and mortar banks out of business. Um, and that's that's what he's working towards, which is super cool. You know, in, in this day and age, you kind of wonder why brick and mortar banks even really exist. Um, you know, most people, their interaction with the bank is an ATM machine. You know, I deposit checks in the ATM and I get cash out of the ATM. Like, I don't really need to go to the bank. So I think it's really cool what, what they're doing and uh, these new neo banks. There's not very many of them. There's there's very few. Um, they're starting to become more and more popular in Europe and other places. There's this movement towards these neo banks, and so you know he's he's riding that uh that wave. So yeah, and you know it, so Wicket uh, no fees, and it, you know their aim is to improve the financial habits of the customers. And you know that you know that said. Um, well, that's probably something a lot of us could use a little more of at this point. So Matt, are you ready? Are I'm you ready. ready for the next, the next one? Okay. Um, this, you know, and this, this next one's one of these companies that is, 
hasn't received enough press here in Kansas City. How some of these companies fly below the radar is 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 surprising to me. But we have Atonix Digital. So Atonix Digital makes a variety of different products, and it's it's really centric centric around analytics and data visualization. Uh, what does that even mean? So you know that they're they're connecting the power of math and data through a variety of products that help simplify asset management by optimizing performance. Once again, what does that mean? Well, you know, you look at buildings and all this stuff and all right, so I'll give an example. Uh, our friend, Steve Fouch, who owns Hy-Vee Arena, which was formerly Kemper Arena, there's a lot of assets that similar to that, that have to control the things that keep them hot, keep them cold, do a whole lot of different stuff. Um, Atonix builds a platform that helps manage all that stuff. And there's a lot that goes into these things because the, uh, you know, the design build and operation of, of your entire building and the things that keep it hot, keep it cold, run the power, do this, do that. Um, doing it well can improve your ROI. It also reduces risk and, you know, a whole lot of other things. Now, Atonix is an in-house startup for local, for our local, uh, well, Black & Beach. Right. Black & Beach has been around forever. Atonix is located inside the Black & Beach office, and that is... Um, you know, something we're seeing, I'm seeing more of, which are bigger companies creating a variety of startups that solve specific problems that either help the parent company do something different or a whole wide variety of customers. Now, um, Atonix is, is uh, I mean, you talk about rapidly growing companies, they're founded in 2018. And uh, they have over 50 employees already. And, you know, like, as I mentioned, it's a wholly owned subsidiary of Black & Beach, but they are a separate company, separate name, separate mission, separate everything. Um, the, the Their whole industry, it's a $49 billion a year industry. And I think as we make it down the list, it's amazing how big, you, you look at some of these things that we're talking about here and, you know, you're like, how, whoa. It's a $49 billion a year industry, but, you know, as, as the world changes and the, you know, thing, you have never needed to control your assets on, on physical buildings. So they could do anything from the control structure for a city's water grid to something else. But yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. And I've had a chance to sit down with, uh, with uh, some people from Atonix in the past and just really impressive people doing some really impressive stuff. So, well, Matt, there's only one more. One more. Are you ready? Well, you know, before we get to that, I, I do want to say that, you know, getting to this, getting to this list, uh, we looked at a lot of different companies and um, the last, the last one on our list was one of our very first guests ever. I think yeah. this was maybe episode, th it was a single digit. It was a single digit. And considering that we're coming up on 350 episodes or something in that ballpark, yep. um, being in the single digit, that's like almost being a founder mm -hmm. on some level. So I will 
hand it over to you, Master Watson. All right. So the next one on our list was, uh, as you mentioned, an early uh, guest on the podcast and one of our favorite entrepreneurs that's probably been on the podcast. We were super impressed by uh, this person. So this is uh, Bungie and Ben Jackson. And they're, you know, I think they would describe themselves as kind of the the Uber of hauling stuff. You know, you're you're out shopping at Costco, you decide to buy a couch and you're like, how the hell do I get this thing home? Like, ah, there's an app for that. You open Bungie and you say, somebody show up with a truck and help me get this thing home. And that's what they do. And uh, now I tell everybody I know, why the hell do you buy a truck to use it twice a year? (laughs) There's Bungie for that. And uh, nobody listens to me. They still go buy these stupid trucks. I did. I sold my truck, Matt. That was the reason I sold my truck was I was like, you know, I, I woke up and I was like, you know, Watson said that I'm. I'm dumb for having this truck. There we so go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell it. Um, now I actually couldn't. I, I was having a hard time fitting it and parking spaces. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You met, as you mentioned, Bungie, and that's B U N G I I. So Ben Jackson, and he's got a co-founder, Harrison Profit. These guys are impressive. I mean, they really are. And uh, one of the things I'll never forget was them talking about. You know, they were they had this idea for creating Bungie and they didn't know where to turn for funding. And they were students at K-State and they were standing inside some building and they looked up at the wall and it had a whole list of all the people that had donated mm-hmm. to uh, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. build that building. And they were like, well, let's start by trying. Let's call these people. Yeah. And I mean, gosh, for when, when down the road, when we do the startup hustle hall of fame series, that is, that is a a good way to get nominated because that that's some hall of fame activity. Now, now Ben has been in the Forbes 30 under 30. Uh, They've won some other awards locally. Now this was one of the companies that when we were talking about top startups, we had to dig a little deeper on because with people not going and buying stuff at retail stores, I had a little concern that that might be crippling for Bungie. But I, after a little more research, I came to learn that, you know, they, their model is not as much like consumer and store using the app base as they have really trended towards servicing uh, the, the retailer. So, you know, like the standard example is you, you pull up in your smart car to Ikea and you can't get your, your shit home. So you use Bungie. But a problem that retailers have on a larger level is people don't want to go buy stuff there because they don't even realize that something like Bungie is a thing. So, you know, that's they've coupled and, and created partnerships. They've expanded. Now, when we had them, I, I think they were only in a couple cities. And yeah, they have been on a massive, market. yeah, they have been um, on a massive expansion effort. And, you know, overall, like I can, you know, now that I'm, I think that, that apps and services like this are the way of the future, um, especially the future of the next year to year and a half, which will create, uh, will open up a marketplace and an understanding for these kind of services. I mean, Matt, do you have your groceries delivered or do you actually go to the store still? You know, honestly, I'm so um, excited to get out of the house that I go and buy my own groceries. I actually used to use Instacart before the pandemic, and now I don't. <laughs> Weird. All right. But, well, you know, I, to your... I, but I'm on the other side, though. I, yeah. I didn't. We didn't used to have that delivery. And now, you know, we've got... So Costco, 
uh, has a delivery service now, but it's not a Costco company. Right. They're using another company. And that's my example. And yeah, that's, that's what really like that reference is what made me really realize. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, like there you go, Bungie. Like you got a good spot for that. Yeah. So food delivery is the best example right now. You know, Grubhub, Postmates, like all these different things are, are probably making a kill and doing all these deliveries, Uber Eats. And Bungie is the same thing. So, you know, there's somebody like Costco is, you know, potentially partners with Bungie and says, okay, we do deliveries now. You don't even know it's Bungie, but Bungie's the one doing it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, recently Grubhub, uh, it looks like Uber's trying to acquire Grubhub. Mm. So that was, that was in the news recently. And I didn't realize that Grubhub did half a million deliveries a day. Holy shit. Yeah. Cause it, I remember I, I used to be in the ticket business and we would sell through StubHub. Mm -hmm. And when Grubhub came out, I was like, dude, you know, like that's a play on a name. Like, I wonder how long that trademark's going to last before the legal team writes over. Now, now the crazy thing, so StubHub was acquired for $4 billion last year or earlier this year, some recently Grubhub is worth more than StubHub. Wow. Uh, yeah, so they were looking at a six billion dollar valuation, and like I said, Uber trying to acquire them—that that's uh, probably going to happen. We'll see if they get that worked out. Well, well, man, that was fast. We made it through thirteen companies. Now, you know, as kind of a wrap up here, and once again, if you want to learn more details about these companies, there's a link in the show notes to a blog article that we're publishing that's going to have. More reference, more links, more info if you want to check out their websites and different stuff. I mean, there's just too much for us to get into to cover all of the companies that are on the list, um, including past podcast episodes. So most of these founders, uh, 10 of 13, have been on the podcast before. Right. So. I mean, overall, Matt, like, and, you know, we didn't rank them, but, you know, like, what are, what were, who are some of your standouts here? Like, what are, what are the ones that, that hit the closest to home for you? Well, you know, I really hope the best for Clara and how they can help not only, you know, treatments for cancer and Alzheimer's and all these things, but, you know, right now, even coronavirus, I mean, I, I think they, they could help you know, really with uh, their platform could be really used to help develop uh, different treatments and stuff. So um, they might be uh, super important for us at this time. You know, I, I, and it's probably, I'm, I'm totally biased here, but I, I'm into healthy hip hop. Um, and I've spent a lot of time as an advisor on that project. And I've mm -hmm. seen, you know, once again, back to potential founders for, for startup hustle, Roy, I think was number five. And, you know, Roy has such an interesting story. He was on shark tank. He thought he had a deal. Then he didn't, um, threw him for, threw a major curveball at him. And I'll tell you what, he has continued to hustle. Um, he worked with full scale and some of the investment we gave him to build something that I think is going to be a name brand product. Mm -hmm. Um, and on, you know, here's a, here's a company that on many, in many cases got passed over by a lot of investors here locally. And Roy didn't let that get him down. He, we, he worked with us in full scale. He's in the tech stars, Atlanta, uh, social impact accelerator, uh, their demo day is coming up. Uh, I can't get too far into it, but he's got some very interesting uh, pitch meetings come up coming up with some very influential people in the hip hop world. And I think in a world filled with 
music I can't listen to around my kids. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this is, this is pretty cool. And you know, it's, it's more than just, uh, rap videos for kids. I mean, the, help build an app and a lot of interactivity and Roy's brought a lot of it. I did not realize how many interesting creators were out there. Uh, and Roy's continued to sign them up as contributors and partners. Uh, like Matt, did you know that we are technically in business with PJ Panda? Yeah, absolutely. I love PJ Panda. Do we have to disclose that anywhere as we do nah. stuff going forward? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and that's, and that's the thing is finding other people that are passionate about stuff. Um, I, I mean, I think that that's really cool. Like I said, I'm kind of biased. If I had to pick, uh, if I had to pick an, I mean, I like what Clara's doing as well. I think that that's, that's really cool stuff. Um, you know, if, if I had to to pick like one that I don't have, that we don't have any involvement in, um, I, I like Tesseract. Um, I think that they're going to do some cool stuff. I think that John Bucard, their founder, is someone who's, I don't know, kind of like when we met Ben Jackson at Bungie. Um, you, you just you just meet some people and you know they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? You're like, I, and you're just like, fuck, take my money. You know, like, uh, yeah, I, and that's the kind of people I like to 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 hang around because, I don't know, dude, they just figure out how to do stuff and how to win and how to, how to get it right. And I, and I think that as the timeline of 2020 progresses and uh, Tesseract gets more of their info and stuff out there, um, I think that it'll become, uh, I think the, the Kansas City uh, public will be more and more excited about all of the really cool stuff that they have to offer. Well, once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle brought to you by Fullscale.io. You want to get on your city's top startups list? Give us a call. See what we can do to. We're to coming help you for out. you. Yeah, yeah. In, in St. Louis, we're on the way, baby. We've uh, you know trying to trying to get out in front of that. Um, for those that have a startup in Kansas City and you didn't make the list, you know, we looked at so many different people. It's hard to get it. It was hard to get it down to thirteen. I mean, we had a much, much, much bigger list. Um, keep after it, keep pushing, keep hustling. And I'll tell you what, Matt, I'll see you next time. See ya. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.